0: Storm DJs Podcasts.
1: Welcome one and all to the latest Storm DJs interview podcasts, where we interview the best DJs and musicians to find out all about their lives, their loves, and their stories. The latest round of interviews have been filmed at Higher Space HQ. Um, otherwise known as the Biscuit Factory, um, not the uh, forest behind me. <laughs> so this time round, it's the turn of the resounding Reggie Styles. Um, he's got quite a lot to say for himself. So sit back and take a listen. Yeah. So I'm here with Reggie
2: Styles. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. I'm okay. I'm a bit flustered. <laughs> Trying running to get here. Oh my god! It's so you know, that's a the bit way it warm out. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, it's really suns out now. At last summer's on its way. Yeah. You know, no storm. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, so
1: first off, we're going to start with your stage name, which
2: Reggie Styles. Yeah, Reggie Styles. Um, to be honest, my first ever um, DJ name was called Brinks. And the reason why is because when I was at school, I always used to be the guy who had the money because I used to go out and buy um, lots of expensive things. I was always the person that was eating in Pizza Hut whilst (laughs) everybody was at the chicken shop. So, you know, I got a name called Brinks. Um, It's named after the Brinks map. Uh, robbery, like the van. So, they, you know, they claim that I basically <laughs> robbed everybody, which is not true. But um, yeah, and then I had an called Reggie spinner because I used to cut and scratch mm. quite a lot with my mate. And then um, I settled on Reggie Styles uh, because um, I used to wear kind of like Versace. I know it doesn't look like it now, but <laughs> I used to wear Versace Moschino. I had a bit of a, you know. A bit sweat. Yeah, and also sometimes I would switch music mid set and then somebody just, um, this old Jamaican guy, he was just say to me, oh, style upon style, style upon style. So I just thought, you know what, i just call myself Reggie Styles. <laughs> and that's it. So you've
1: got a fair few names there. Did, that, did the names have different sort of alter egos or like... ...in terms no, no, of music no, no, styles no. or anything like that? Nah, not
2: to... really. No, it was all quite more or less, um, oh. you know, obviously in the early days, I started playing a lot of reggae and dancehall and then, you know, a lot of kind of like your R&B and hip-hop because I used to put on the school disco. And, um, yeah, shock horror to the priest. He used to just like go pretty uh, you know <laughs> like, oh my god I think you're playing a bit too hardcore in the school disco but yeah that was about it basically. Oh, yeah.
1: So for anyone who doesn't know how would you describe your performance style or your genre? In
2: my Anything really I mean I just try to like to see people in, I like to see ladies dancing sometimes I like to have a hedonistic dance law where people can just feel free, do what they're doing and, and enjoy themselves. not even worry too much about who's wearing what, where people are, not who looks like whoever. I just want them to enjoy the music, you know. And, and, and I, I really like it when people come up and kind of like go, oh my God, that's a good tune. Not because they're drunk, yeah. but because they understand that it's a good record. So, you know, yeah, yeah. So that's my kind of like style. I mean, you know, switch yeah. from different um, styles of music depending on where I'm playing you know and how I feel really to be fair mm. you know there are moments where obviously if you're at a wedding or a party you can't really go too hardcore and dig out some <laughs> classic from 1968 that was on some rare album <laughs> I understand that concept so you know it's about people just enjoying themselves really and so having you're a good time.
1: open to accepting open format gigs and
2: to a certain degree yeah I mean you know obviously open format's been around for quite a while to be fair I mean it's more recently you've had the really really good DJs um, who are able to switch which John every at uh, lady, every single record. But i have never really agreed with it. I mean, the other day I was out, funny enough, at a bar, and this guy went from a Brazilian record to a hip-hop record to a dancehall record, back to a hip-hop record, then played a Brazilian record. And um, it, it, it was clever in the way he mixed it, but for me, I, you know, I thought there's was a bit too far. Yeah, I, I mean, no, three or four, one format, and then switch, maybe do that. But, um, you know, I'm not really, I don't believe you should mix a rock record into a hip-hop record record into a dance record, you know? Yeah, exactly, it's just because the BPMs match, and that's one thing I noticed, um, why the open format scene has become so popular, because people now have got the ability to, do the thing. Not only that, they could calculate the BPM straight away. I remember when we used to calculate BPMs using China Graph pencil between two points, and then you had that little formula where you would divide, well, 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 and then that's yeah. how I used to. That's how we used to create the BPMs. You just foot tap, and then you had a China Graph pencil on your vinyl between two points, and that's how you calculate your BPM. That's how we used to do it back in there. And then they brought in this. Um, I don't even remember. There was this kind of like squeezy thing. Which um, did the formula for you and you just BPM, you just, yeah, you just every time (laughs) you you tap on the beat and it would basically use that particular formula to calculate the BPM of the record. That's great. That's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That sounds
1: pretty old school, so.
2: Coming forward, what kind of equipment do you use nowadays? Do you control a guy? Or? Funny enough, you should say that. Uh, I mean, I'm not an ancient, even though what I just said. <laughs> I actually started DJing off a laptop in 1998. Okay. And um, I started with a program called PC DJ. I then graduated to a program called Final Scratch, which um, had quite a few bugs and flaws in it. And then finally, obviously, Serata came along. But I... Uh, found virtual dj and i was you know I, I i just got used to it i got a bit complacent and i used that for quite a while and i just flow in between really to be fair it depends what type of gig I'm, I'm i'm doing and what i need to do if i need to impress my if I need to impress people and um, alongside other djs i'll use serato but if it's just a normal house party or you know it's a normal gig where i don't really need to do the cutting and scratching and just use virtual because sometimes you know. People don't really care do they? It's <laughs> a matter of what you play, isn't it? You so know.
1: when you are saying you sort of used to do stuff at the church back in the years and stuff, what's, what were you using back then? I started
2: School Disco. I lugged my um, scoop bin, my mid-range and my tweeter box, which I, I built really? from scratch. Yeah, and um, also I used the old Goward turntable set and it was white, um, it had the two old-school turntables and they used to rock like a boat, basically, <laughs> when you'd put the vinyl on and it had a normal crossfader, it was like an all-in-one unit, okay. which um, I used to lug also to the church disco and use that. Um, and then, actually, till I like, previously, before that, um, I had a, um, a kind of like old Grundig turntable as well because I thought, yeah, I'm, you know, you know, I'm going to try and, and play as much as possible. And also I had a um, Techniques tape deck oh, because awesome. some, of the te- some of the music was, that I wanted to play were actually on tape as well. Wow. So, you know, I learned how to mix from tape to um, turntable vinyl with records using that whole BPM concept of um, calculating how the BPMs were. And, you know, we used to have fun, yeah. just enjoy. But it was a church disco, so. Did you pick up any yeah, like, sort of gospel stuff to uh, to play? In not there? really, and that's the most ironic thing. Yeah. I hardly ever played any gospel. Yeah. I used to play things like um Madonna, uh Duda Bartman <laughs> Seriously, Dude Bartman to um some old classic soul Motown. Oh, okay. It all depend depended really, um, on how I felt. But it was more of a small community, it wasn't, you know, some huge um gig which uh, you know, it was just like a Learning curve yeah. for me because I just love music. So yeah. was it wasn't
1: necessary about what songs we played. it was more about everyone there together. Yeah,
2: it's more entire. communal thing. It was. To, it was. I think the aim of it was really when I started it was to get the kids um, off the street because I didn't grow up in an affluent um, area. The area I grew up in now, the houses are worth two million pounds. <laughs> but back in the day, it was kind of like an estate. Funny enough, in our estate was um, Adamski, okay. um, Winston Seal. Yeah. He used to come down and we used to do an open air thing, and that was what inspired me to start the church disco because I saw that they used to have these open parties and it always never ever got on the decks because wow. they didn't really think you know I was I was that good basically because we <laughs> was this kid and they used to have like Rat pack and a few other people who used to party in this um, estate and it was just excellent wicked in the summer we used to have like a massive rave thousand people in the estate the police never used to really? do anything about it. yeah 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 sort of very cool I do oh, no, no, it know Really good, really, really good, really good. So, those are harking back to the old days. Can
1: you remember back in those days what your first
2: musical purchase was? Yeah, it was um, Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Funny enough, yeah, <laughs> let's get it on. Um, and that was, I remember the reason why I bought it was because um, it had my date of birth on there oh, wow. and it, it was the year of my birth. So, if you do know your music, then you will know what year. You <laughs> <laughs> see, you're not getting me there, but but that's the reason why I bought it. Uh, initially in the first place that was my first music purchase I was given music by my uncle but in, uh, in regards to purchasing that was the uh, first um, uh, you know 7 inch vinyl that I purchased um, uh,
1: Is vinyl an important
2: music format to you? Do you think? Now it is yeah of course because you know you just it's that feeling of being able to have something tangible that you can look at you can see the writers you can see what year it was made uh, you had the logos which you could associate with as well and more importantly there's that you know unique moment where you put the uh, needle on the record and hear that you know little small uh, delayed gap before the record begins oh you just can't you can't beat that feeling yeah, at it's all
1: it's almost like you're waiting for the band to start playing yes like, that's Three, it. Two, one, go yep. and, and the odd
2: crackle and pop depending on uh, you know how, how old your vinyl was Yeah,
1: I like what you said about who, who's involved in it as well because I noticed that when I was looking for a few of my records mm. at home on a Michael Jackson one there's about 50 different people yeah. playing background instruments like yeah. nowadays you don't know who's
2: you wouldn't know. on what kids don't care they don't
1: care,
2: <laughs> they, don't care. <laughs> they, don't care. <laughs> they just don't care they're not it's their friend who getting them in for free in the gig. Yeah. yeah, my friend played the horns at you know two minute thirty on like a to record. <laughs> you know, that's it basically. So you yeah. obviously um, played a
1: few fair few
2: gigs. Yeah, yeah, I'd be fortunate enough. I mean, you know, DJing was my dream for a very long time. I remember. Um, Funny enough, my uncle, he um, also is a DJ and also a musician, very talented musician in Sierra Leone, and he came over and he used to do a lot of the African parties, and I always used to find myself gravitating to the sound system instead of um, trying to chat the girls (laughs) or watching the aunties and uncles dancing to music so um, I always found myself around the sound system and then one day he had to go off urgently to do something um, for about 20 minutes and he just said to me well can you just put this on and then put that one on and then put that one on and um, when he came back the dance floor was busy and that was at the age of seven Wow. So for me, I knew it was my calling at the time to be in music or in DJing or some sort. Of, you know.
1: So in terms of gigs now, how often are you out and about in the
2: week? I try to get out as uh, every week to DJ but you know just through work through um, the music changing and some of it through laziness to be fair <laughs> you know I, I need to get a hand of the whole imagery thing and taking the pictures every <laughs> every other week and hitting up people social but, media yeah there's a lot of skullduggery as well you know uh, as well in the business um, especially in the R&B and hip hop field because you've you, you got to kind of like sell your soul literally and play for 20 quid it's like I mean, somebody's called cool me up just now and asked me to play at a party in Mayfair and I thought, well, okay, cool, no problem. Got round to the um finally to the point where it was talking finances and they said, Oh, can you pay for free for a couple of drinks? I'm like, Nah, come on. You know, and that's what you have to contend with nowadays, unless you're on the big um stage, you know, doing a lot of Mainstream radio stuff and things like that, but I understand it because I'm yeah. in the business, so I know what I need to do to be playing out every week yeah. and have a residency. You know, I'd love to get a residency back again where I enjoy playing the music, and that's the only reason why I haven't been out every week in a residency is because uh, I wouldn't find myself enjoying the music and playing. Yeah,
1: from from listening to mixes of yours and stuff, though, you, you do quite a lot of radio shows and stuff, yeah.
2: Right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, radio has been my thing. I was in radio, pirate radio at the age of 14 <laughs> I got caught in a studio raid at the age of 14 uh, um, and uh, yeah I've done radio f- since uh, yeah, very very early age I used to be on a pirate station called Vibes FM um, yeah so um, I used to and then I gravitated to being involved in the background putting up the rigs and transmitters and <laughs> stuff like that stuff. yeah yeah exactly so um, yeah uh, I mean radio has always been great but you can't beat the feeling of doing a live DJ gig either you know, but um, yeah, I do try to record some of the live gigs I do, as well. But you know, they don't always. I, I, I'm not happy with the way that they, um, they sound mm. to me personally. It's
1: difficult to kind of um, translate the energy that's in the room as well, just by recording
2: it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's
1: not the same. But
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Kind of piggybacking yeah. off the last thing that you said about someone just phoning you up and asking you to do a gig for free. In the opposite sense, what is your ideal client? Obviously, someone with a blank cheque could be pretty ideal. But if someone said, "I want you to play this style of music,"
2: how, how? Um, informative as long as the, as long as the, it's music that I like to play, and it's people that are not in it just because it's the it's the flavour of the month. I think okay. some of the worst ones are the fashion parties um, where people call me up because my name's Reggie Styles, and I'm like, "Well, but, you know, I've done a few," and I just find some of them not really I mean people are probably screaming now saying what models (laughs) women looking good but it's no it it just doesn't hit me the way that you know that's not me I, I prefer to just play music and people enjoy music and get the odd compliment now and again and appreciate that I'm actually playing a tune that sounds good to me yeah that's that's what uh, that's what I like but um you know i'm open for a lot of things from a, i don't want to limit myself but i I'm, I'm open to play a lot of places I've done a variety of gigs over the years from festivals to your local Sharon and tracy and feet sticking to the carpet luminar nightclub you know so I can say Lumina because they're not in business anymore, are they? So yeah, yeah you know. So that, that, I've, I've done um, quite a few of those. I've done your normal party. I've done your festivals. I've played at Glastonbury. So you know, that's one of my highlights that I've enjoyed. Like 3 a.m. in Glastonbury playing disco soul. Wow. That was pretty cool. And pretty special. What's yeah. uh, What's the furthest you've been for a, a gig then? Um, you've done any international?
1: You've been booking? Loads
2: of international. There? I think probably LA. Is wow. that? Is that, well, from the UK, depends on where you, yeah. um, if you're talking about distance. <laughs> so, LA is probably one of the furthest, um, Dubai, Abu Dhabi, done quite a few. I was supposed to DJ in Australia, mm. Um, uh, I did do like a warm up thing for Dizzy, oh, wow. um, Rascal, at some gig um, in Australia, but I wouldn't really consider that as a gig because I wasn't on the bill to do it. Yeah. It was a last minute thing where I was stepping in, but if you classify it in that way. I yeah. think a lot of people yeah. would put
1: that on their
2: CV. Yeah. <laughs> my name wasn't on the flyer. I wouldn't consider it as a, as a gig, yeah. that's
1: why. So you seem to get around a bit. Um,
2: Try. What,
1: um, what do you do other than music? And you like, I know you've had a few TV appearances and things like that. What what
2: else do you do to top up your bank account and keep you busy? And well, um, I do marketing, um, music marketing. I've been in music business for over 15 years. Um, I started off by launching a street team. Um, it's like an ambient um, distribution team, um, and we also plugged music to a lot of the pirate radio stations and the club clubs. Um, I did that for Def Jam Records. I set it up the um, UK street team and then after that I got poached to uh, work for Sony Music and wow. I headed up the Ambient team with another um, guy called Reds and um, yeah I just do music industry stuff. Now I'm just doing radio plug-in so you know I get music played on your commercial radio stations from Capital Extra to One Extra to you know your local uh, community radio station so yeah. that's what I do now. So it's all music focused? Everything's music I'm afraid yeah <laughs> It's all music all right. the calling is still there I almost gave it up really I was going to diversify and just go into because ironically I actually did work experience as a stockbroker oh wow uh, when crazy. I was younger and I wish I'd stayed in that now <laughs> <laughs> I could have built my own studio and everything you know I would have been responsible for the crash and be laughing But I still would have been happy, big house in the country. But uh, yeah, I I mean, I I loved um, It's it's so funny because when I used to go to school, I was like the juxtaposition between I used to hang out with all the cool, affluent kids. At the same time, I used to hang out with all the um, uh, more kind of like street focused kids who came from uh, the council estates because of the music and I always used to turn up and do the DJing and stuff like that and then after kids I, I was the only person that used to walk in school with the financial times really? at the age of 15 <laughs> I used to turn up I kid you not yeah, used to turn up to school reading the financial times which was just crazy do you know because, what
1: was going um, on or was it just a look no I understood yeah, no, it
2: no 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 yeah yeah don't worry I know about indices and uh, deviance and all yeah yeah I'm quite um, uh, aware of all things financial I would go back into it but unfortunately you know I think now they're only taking people from Harvard and I'll various... Uh, Oxbridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't handle that aptitude test now. I no, no. <laughs> couldn't do it at all.
1: Um, right, we're moving on to the next section where we can learn more about you as a person, <laughs> the way you think, <laughs> rather than just music stuff. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how weird are you?
2: Um, I try to be funny. I say 5. 5. I'll go 50-50. 50 50 yeah, I'll go 50. I try to be funny. I try to. Um, I do crazy stuff. I think my friends think I'm mad, yeah. you know. Um, and I will, um, yeah, embarrass my friends sometimes when we're in a club <laughs> or a bar or in a situation. You know, I just you speak your mind sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I'm really quiet and very shy. Yeah, but not
1: it. weird like I'm just gonna go jump out a plane and
2: do a skydive or anything. Um, I would do but, it. Yeah. Not now, but I would. So I've been, I, I, will say I was very, um, you know, sporty and uh, 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 a bit of a, um, yeah, I would say a bit of a Svengali, yeah. basically, back in the day, you know. But I think I've grown up slightly, not too much, but enough to not do anything silly. You've got a little one, so, you know, you start thinking differently. Yeah, <laughs> down yeah exactly. exactly.
1: Um, right, we mentioned earlier the school disco, the church. Um, mm-hmm. What is your
2: spiritual practice, if you have one? Um, I won't say I'm too spiritual now. I've, my whole family are churchgoers. I stopped going to church about yeah, the about 10 years ago. Almost gave away <laughs> Yeah, about 10 years ago I, I stopped um, going to church. Um, and um, now I wake up and I try to um, encourage the universe to give me uh, what I want. And, you know, I'll, I'll go downstairs, go out into the garden, close my eyes, and try to imagine, you know, everybody being happy, good things for my family, and it, things coming to me. And I find that works, to yeah. be fair. That's more or less my spiritual guide at the Some moment. Good vibes yeah, I mean, sort of I do know the Lord's Prayer and stuff like that. It, obviously, if there's church situations, I do know a few hymns. Favourite hymn is um, Dear Lord, Father of Mankind. I, I, I watch um, songs of praise still, oh, all right. so now and again, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, but I'm not really what you'd call a happy clappy type person no, still on a Sunday.
1: Genuine answer we've had. (laughs) People we've done
2: this. Yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. That's as far as my spirituality goes. I'm not going to sit down and go, oh yeah, God gave me everything. That type of I don't do that. That's (laughs) not me. You know. That's that's it, Yeah.
1: Um, Then this is kind of the complete opposite. End of that. What would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? How would you survive
2: that? (laughs) Ah, my gosh. Uh, Make some fufu and dry up crush. is my favourite dish, <laughs> and uh, just hope for the best, really. Well, offer the zombies. Maybe it will make them choke up a bit, yeah. and I'll be the only one surviving. But, um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, hey, listen, difficult, 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 very difficult question. But just try to survive, really, yeah. I believe. Yeah, just try to survive.
1: Um, what is something that you're not very good
2: at? Um, I think I'm good at everything. No, I'm gonna... <laughs> um, I can't even think right now, but most things um, I'm okay with. Um... Yeah, sports-wise, I, I give my hand at everything. Yeah. People will say I'm rubbish at DJing <laughs> <laughs> and golf. I'm playing golf, yeah. nah, no, that's it, yeah, golf. You say. like to give new things a try? Give a oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Always open. Always open. When I'm on holiday, I'm always at the front of the queue when it comes to jumping onto a new... Um, ride or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm willing to be the um, test dummy. Funny enough, I'm supposed to be doing a, a Himalayas walk wow. uh, next year with my cousin in um, aid of um, the Royal Marsden. So, wow. you know, I signed myself up for that. God knows why, wow. but I did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, it sounds like you're a bit of a chef as well, <laughs> cooking up some meals.
1: Um, what is your ideal sandwich?
2: My ideal sandwich? Yeah. Very boring, plain BLT. Yes. Bacon, lettuce and tomato. Loved it. Always eating that. Uh, next to that, probably a close shave, cream cheese, chives and smoked salmon. Nice. That would uh, probably be my second um, choice. White or brown bread? Or brown bread. Bagels? Oh, or Definitely bread? Brown, bread. Or brown bread. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then, now we're here to close, which is what I think is the toughest question each time. What song do you use to close out the end of the world party?
2: Oh my gosh, that is hard. Um, Dan, I only get one? Yeah, <laughs> last track. Alright, it's an old fly. 70s rare groove record. Yeah. And um, it's by a group called Woods Empire. universal love by Woods Empire. It's a really cool record. Um, lyrics. Um, we need love. Universal love. <laughs> I, oh yeah, going back to about what I'm good at, singing. Singing. Right <laughs> <on it. laughs> yeah, singing. Well, uh, I'll find the copy of that song and I'll put
1: a link to it in our podcast yep, for people to listen.
2: Indeed, to. it's a really good record, really good. And mm-hmm. I think it was perfect for the end of the world, definitely. Brilliant.
1: Well, definitely. that's all the questions I got for you. Thanks, Thanks for, for having down. me. Big in. up. Take care. Thank you
2: very much, sir. Storm all the way. Yes.
0: Storm DJs live mixes.
3: And what it do? It's your boy Chris Brown right here, and I'm chillin' with Reggie Heavy Style. Is your man on the floor, and if he ain't, then let me know. It's a pleasure when you treasure all that's new and true and game. Easy living and we're giving what we know we're dreaming of. We are one,
0: having
2: fun,
3: walking in the glow of love. What we're gonna do right here is go back, go back, go back. way back, back into time. Urban hedonism, ready style. I'ma bust up in the club with no guest list. Everybody, this is your boy Neo, chilling with Reggie Heavy Styles.
0: will bring out the best in me Gotta take the time to try and see the rest I make things harder, playing games just do it naturally Could it be real or is it just another fantasy To feel my love you got to make this dream reality Bring me love.